Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I'm Ashton Addison from BlockWest Capital for Investment Pitch Media. And today on the Crypto Coin Show, we have Tyler Adams, CEO of The Cause uh, platform, which is one of the core contributors to the NEO N3 ecosystem. Tyler, welcome to the show and thank you for taking the time. Of course, thanks for reaching out. Very welcome. Excited to dive into the world of non-fungible uh, tokens, non-fungible items, uh, physical items as well, which I think a lot of people uh, are interested in because in blockchain and cryptocurrency, there's not a lot that you can hold on to in your hand. And I think this is something really exciting. And I know this is just one facet of the huge ecosystem that your team is working on. Uh, but I'd love to dive into everything. Let's just kick it off from the top. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with Cause, if you could explain a little bit about what, what you and your team are working on, and then we'll dive into all the details. Sure. So um, Cause and many of your viewers have probably heard of maybe City of Zion um, from the Neo and AntShares days um, around 2017, 2018. Um, so we've been pretty instrumental in building out the that platform, um, both through core protocol development, standards, um, smart contracts, and then also other tooling like SDKs, wallets, explorers, things like that. Um, we've also done some advisory work for agencies as well, um, like the European um, Parliament. So... Um, lately, we've been um, working on the N3 platform. Um, we brought that um, with the community and the core developers to mainnet about 18 months ago. And now we're starting to work on um, real product use cases um, and enterprise relationships um, to um, help kind of build out the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from what I understand with the NEO ecosystem, it's the developer ecosystem part of it is pretty uh, flushed out where it's easy for people to learn, even even with traditional programming languages, to start getting started and, and building applications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, um, one of the nice things about the ecosystem, um, so we, is the the language support. And this is something that we've really pushed on um, actually since AntShares days. So um, Neo runs a, a virtual machine called NVM. Um, and while there are a lot of other blockchains which run, have kind of this VM or virtual machine architecture, um, the NEO ecosystem has really pushed on this concept of supporting um, a bunch of different languages um, to effectively bring our products to the developers. Um, so if somebody is a Go dev, for example, we have a full suite of Go um, SDKs and contract compilers. If somebody's a Python dev, we have Boa and Mamba, which is our smart contract compiler um and sdk for python right we have the same for c sharp um, we have the same for java we really have kind of the the full gambit of language support um so people that want to jump right into blockchain um don't have to worry about learning a, a brand new language to do it mm -hmm. and that sounds like a great you know accessibility to all of these languages does that easily convert to a lot of web two and traditional developers saying, Hey, this is an easy ecosystem. Let's start building there. Or is there more to it? Um, yeah, there's definitely some more to it. Um, I think the, the consideration that it's a, a VM and explaining to people what that actually means is important. So even when, when you write in Python, for example, um, for a smart contract, it's the language as close as we get, Boa is the product that we're talking about. As close as we get Boa to being true Python, it's still, um, it's not like native Python, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we're pretty close. It feels a lot like Python when you write it. We also have a package manager, which is kind of cool. Like you can just download smart contracts and build up the SDKs to start interfacing with new contracts or con things like contract calls. Um, but yeah, there is a bit of a consideration there, although that learning curve has really gone down. Um, you know, probably I'm trying to think the last workshop I did, um, this is probably about uh, six months ago. I mean, we can bring people up with Python for writing a contract and interfacing with it in, you know, 30 minutes to an hour with writing a contract, deploying it, and then also um, doing contract invocations. It's pretty quick. Um, and one of the applications for smart contracts, which is exciting, and I know that your team's been working on, is non-fungible tokens or non-fungible items. I'd love for you to uh, talk a little bit about you know, the initiative that, uh, that your team is doing at the recent conferences and, and how this affects you know, cause moving forward. Sure. So. Um... We, we recently released this, um, this technology that's called item. Um, and it, um, it's really an interface or a bridge between, um, physical assets, which we're calling non-fungible items, um, and NFTs. Um, and what, what we're really doing is we're taking physical, um, non-fungible items like this. This is a one band ring that we were giving out at consensus um and we are cryptographically binding them to an nft um, and these items are counterfeit proof um they provide access to provenance 
information if they're traded um, through the NFT. But I think the most important concept for people to understand is that what we're effectively doing is we're taking a, a physical device and we're giving it a software interface hmm. uh, in a really easy, easily packageable um, format. So um, at Consensus, for example, we had a, a generative NFT and people could receive a one band and we distributed about a thousand of them at the event. Um, we had hour long lines. People were very excited about it. We actually like walking through the hallway in the bathroom, people were like expressing disappointment that like the line was so long to get one and things like that. Um, but we basically had a waypoint activation. So we had some gamification there where people could go around with their one bands and they could scan them. Um, and they had a, a generative NFT that had about 15,000 combinations um, that would update as people went through our kind of our ne our Neo N3 village um, to learn about the ecosystem. So that was pretty successful um, and kind of demos one of the one of the use cases of this this technology. Um, you know, I think moving forward, we'll also be demoing a few other swim lanes. I think there are um, there are five that we're tracking and pursuing right now. Um, so it's it's a pretty interesting technology. Um, I think the one of the things that makes this specific um, product unique for us is that it's counterfeit proof. Mm -hmm. um, it's not the same as like your your amiibos for Nintendo Switch or something where you can buy, you know, you can buy blanks on Amazon and just clone. You know, you can create exact copies of it. Um, in this case, like this ring, for example, if I destroyed this ring, I couldn't have a backup of it. Mm -hmm. um, there is no, like, I don't know how this ring interfaces. Well, that's not true. I know how the software works. Mm -hmm. I don't know the cryptographic primitives that this ring has inside it. And they um, they can't be accessed by anybody. Very interesting. And when you have the ring, how do you actually check and connect it to the nft is there just a, a code you scan on the physical ring that shows you you know this is ring four of 200 that have ever been made yeah you actually um you can just tap scan them um so they they work with a phone like if you tap scan it with your phone it'll take you to in, in this case they take you to our explorer um right now and then it displays all of the properties of the nft it shows the image for the nft um in the very near future we'll be releasing um some additional support there so the ability to like assert ownership and prove that you are the owner of a ring or an item um the ability to securely message the owners of the items um the provenance of the item things like that mm -hmm. uh, i feel like these rings specifically in this example would be uh, a great start to building like a real life video game or something like that. Um, what, what kind of experiences um, are, is cause sort of planning around these non-fungible items moving forward to add more value and utility to holders and users of the tech? Yeah. So I think, um, so I can speak to that a little bit. Maybe I'll start with kind of this this anecdote, right? Um, one of the things that when we were we've been talking within within COZ for years now about this technology, 
Um, and one of the things that really pushed it over for the edge for me is that I'm not, uh, I don't play card games very much. Um, that's not my type of game, but I love like a good pen and paper role-playing game. Right. And, um, one of the things that gets me excited is the idea of like flying all of my friends to Vegas, for example, to go on a quest, like a, an alternate reality quest. And I was a, a child of these alternate reality games coming out of like the nineties and early two thousands. And I loved that concept where there was something like hidden beneath the, the real world, you know, kind of like a Pokemon go type of experience. Um, and these get us pretty close to that. Um, you can imagine going to Vegas with your friends to fight a dragon and there actually being a pot of gold there um, in terms of tokens, right, that are distributed to you um, if you defeat the dragon and you get his hoard. Or um, behind me, I actually have some chests. So these were from our consensus activation the year before last. Um, you can imagine, you know, scanning your ring to power up your avatar mm -hmm. and physically opening a chest and inside there being maybe another item maybe it's like a a nice jacket like a you can think like a north face jacket or something like that like a collector's edition that also has this technology in it mm -hmm. or uh, maybe a gold ring which has some special capabilities for your next quest with your friends mm -hmm. um so that's that's something we've been um really kind of digging into a lot um i don't know i that's but that's also like my what i want to do for fun with <laughs> with the technology it's not it you know when we talk about like priorities for example that that doesn't necessarily always fall fall into the the top um the the other thing that we've really been looking at, and we demoed this actually at consensus a little bit, um, in addition to the gamification is rewards. Um, so at consensus, we had an after party um, for all of the people who had received a one band ring and people could attend the party and they could tap scan their ring to get a free drink. Mm -hmm. uh, so I imagine there being a lot of real world, like not necessarily gamification, mm -hmm. like on the surface, uh, or, but kind of deep down some gamification there in terms of rewards where people could maybe be a um you know a frequent user of our technology and they may get access to to things similar to like how how board ape if you're a holder if you're in like the yacht club you get access to some after party or something like that um we can also do similar things and we are doing similar things but we also have physical assets mm -hmm. Um, which do different things as well. So, um, and they can mechanically or physically interact with the environment. So I think there'll be a lot of fun interactive experiences for the, the holders in the future. The thing that we've really been telling people is to not treat it as a disposable mm -hmm. and like a toy demo, like mm -hmm. hold on to it when you get one, keep it because um, they're, they're usable in the future, um, like outside of consensus, for example. Mm -hmm. Very interesting, Tyler. And yeah, I think a lot of people get free swag at conferences and they get bored of it, uh, you know, company t-shirts and stuff like that. So this sounds like something very special in relation to that. Yeah. And we've given, um, 
we actually we try to package them effectively as well. So here's like an example of the box that we were giving some of them out in consensus. So they're kind of packaged in a way to commun try to communicate that to people that it's not just a disposable asset. Um, and it it seems like people are keeping them, which is which is good because they will be beneficiaries of that in the future. You can imagine like the people that have them from consensus from this year at the next consensus will probably be having some sort of interactive experience with them, right? Or another conference coming up. Um, so, so yeah, we're, we're trying to make that very clear to people um, that these are, they're not really a hardware wallet, but if you received a hardware wallet, for example, at a conference, you probably wouldn't just throw it away. Mm -hmm. You you yeah. would keep it um, because it has some some inherent value to it. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. very interesting. And with the rings that you gave out of the consensus, I'm guessing it was limited edition. You know what I've seen in the NFT industry overall is a lot of it is trading or speculation on NFT marketplaces. But I feel like this is a little bit different than that. Yeah. So there is. Um, there are different rarities. Um, one of the things that like for consensus, for example, that we did um, is we use branching code. So I, my background is in like statistical programming um, and modeling. So we actually run uh, branching code in the smart contract. So when people were um, receiving a ring at consensus, there were actually different colors and all the colors had different rarities mm -hmm. and the contract invocation would pick the color. So you would get minted probabilistically a, a ring color um, and then you'd receive that ring. So most of the rings were black or white, mm -hmm. um, but then there was a 5% chance to get like a red ring, a green ring or a blue ring, for example. Cool. Um, and those were kind of our, what we were calling like dev kit one or DK one. Um, the rings, like this next edition of rings that we're about to release um, will actually be even more limited than that. Um, and they'll be, they'll have a different um, kind of designation associated with them and they'll have different traits. And then those traits are what can allow us to control how the activations flow um, in the future. So... So yeah, so there is a collect. There's an inherent collectability with them. Um, so far, we're we're only distributing the resin rings. If we're talking specifically about one band, we have some other, um, as I mentioned, some other product swim lanes where the technology is implemented slightly differently. Um, but we we also have some other um, material for the one band as well that will be coming out in the very near future. So. And for those ones that come out in the future, are you only giving them out in person at the conferences or how can people access them? You know, are there drops and things like that? Right now you have to be there in person. I think it's, it's um, kind of fitting that it's a physical item mm -hmm. and you have to physically be there yeah. <laughs> to get them. Um, we, yeah, we have been discussing, um, larger distribution mechanisms. Um, right now, the the best way to get one is to show up at one of our activations. And we're, we're not really that hard to find. Um, we, you know, we go to consensus every year, we go to token 2049 every year. 
Um, we do pretty big workshops all over the world. Um, that's starting to ramp up now, especially that like in the past year, it started to, to ramp a little bit more since COVID has cleared up. Um, so yeah, we've, we've been doing, we've been working in that way. Um, there will be other opportunities online or like remotely to be able to get access to some, um, the, those will most likely be through airdrops, um, or through like our other token product, utility token products that have come out in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there, there will be lots of opportunities to get them. I think for us, the, the goal is distribution. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're an open source company. We want everybody to experience the technology, um, and get to really play with blockchain, right? That's one of the things that this is really good at is, you know, I can give this to somebody who has no understanding of blockchain whatsoever, and they can experience the utility of blockchain. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing actually in our entire consensus activation. Um, we don't mention blockchain at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there's n- no no communication of it being on blockchain. It just works. And we've onboarded a number of people with these outside of consensus as well, mm-hmm. where we don't even mention it. We just say, hey, we're working on this ring project or this item project try it out yeah i feel like it's a great segue for people to get involved in industry without having to understand necessarily the details of the technology sort of like pokemon go you know uh, people didn't you know love it because it had the augmented reality people just loved pokemon and all of a sudden that technology became popular through that and i feel like there's a lot of people that you know, they hear about NFTs and, and, and non-fungible items, and it doesn't really interest them. Uh, but to have something that you can have on your hand and, and you can see online and you can level up or get experiences with it, I feel like we're taking NFT utility to the next level to actually provide value to people outside of the Web3 ecosystem. That's, that's absolutely correct. Um, and one of the really great analogies here for me is cloud um right where you know 10 to 15 years ago cloud was marketed for the sake of cloud right mm-hmm. now it's commoditized like everybody mm-hmm. you just there's an assumption that there's cloud the the question is what's your value proposition it's not whether you use cloud and i think that um for for this and we spent a lot of time at coz talking about this like how um how do we get away from being blockchain for the sake of blockchain Mm -hmm. like how can we build products and experiences where the blockchain is like we're just showing the utility we don't actually have to even communicate that it's blockchain Mm -hmm. for somebody to want to use it Mm -hmm. and that's the direction this space and this technology is going to go whether you know my my friends who are like maximalists and like really really hardcore evangelists want to believe it or not that's the direction this space is going to go like my mom for example doesn't want to know what like bit 44 is she doesn't want to know how to like derive a private a public key mm-hmm. she doesn't she doesn't need to know either she what she cares about is the value proposition to her there's no like base value to for her to be able to do that she doesn't need to know um, yeah, so, I've been saying for years that regular people will adopt blockchain into the mainstream when they don't know that they're adopting it. it. And I feel like there's many different paths 
uh, of ways that people can use the technology. And this seems like a, a really good path. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely interesting. Um, the it's also relatively novel in that when we one of the things that's been really interesting, like at Consensus, for example, is that people would get their ring and then you know you just let them talk. You see them get the ring, they do the activation, and you kind of see the light go on in their head. And for their space, like what they're into and what they're working on, you can see the gears kind of turning mm. and they start to imagine and kind of dream about what, how they can use this technology. It's something that I think a lot of people haven't really considered. Mm -hmm. um, so it that's, if I'm being honest, that was probably one of the most rewarding things about that activation was just watching people like really start to think about it and understand um, the technology. It, it was pretty, pretty fun, very memorable. Mm -hmm. Amazing, Tyler. And what is the best way for people to learn more about this right now or potentially get one if you're looking at in person? You know, what's coming up in, in the roadmap for the future of cause? Um, well, there are there are a couple of Twitter handles to follow. Um, I think directly following um, is COZ underscore official would be the way to follow our our team and what we're doing um, at a at a larger level, though, I think just following the Neo, it's like Neo underscore blockchain Twitter handle is probably um, the best general approach since we're, we'll be building out core technology and activations and things like that. But the entire ecosystem um, is kind of rallying behind some of this technology and is helping to build it out with integration. So I think even like the, the Neo blockchain official um, socials would be a good place um and those are also where it's certainly the coz official one for people to get an item um those would be the most direct path um is to follow our our socials directly because we'll be communicating out like where they're available um if there are going to be airdrops and things like that um and there there certainly will be um we're just we're trying to figure out a way that um supports our community within the Neo ecosystem um, what, while also distributing these um, globally and making sure that everybody has access. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the really important things about C for COZ is just making sure that we support the people that have been kind of involved in supporting us from the, the very beginning. Definitely. And we're seeing that more often in these you know, these main nets and these growing blockchain ecosystems that the people who actually went and tried out the technology, you know, they started using the dApps when they came out or, you know, they run on the test nets and or they get involved in the socials that uh, they're, re you know, they're rewarded. It's not just like click a button and get free money right. and then run away. You know, you can people contribute and they're rewarded uh, in, in change. So uh, I will definitely leave the the social links for for COZ and uh, Neo and any other links I can add in the description box as well. I will do that uh, to keep people informed. I'm really excited to try and get my hands on one of these. I'll be looking for the upcoming conferences that you guys are going to, uh, to see if I can uh, test it out in person. So that will be very exciting. I appreciate your insights into you know, non-fungible items and taking NFTs to the next level. Uh, so thank you, Tyler, for all the information and, and the value and I would love to follow up in the near future on this.
bet. That sounds great. It was a great conversation, Ashton. Thank you for the time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.